You're listening to The Mom Inspired Show, episode 142 with Lisa Woodruff. Welcome to The Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Hey, everyone. I'm super excited to have professional organizer Lisa Woodruff back on the show today, and we are talking all about toys. So if you missed the two other episodes, make sure to go back and listen to them if you want to listen to it in sequential order. However, if you're just like, no, I don't want to deal with that. I just want to listen to toys. I totally get it. So the reason why I wanted her to talk about toys today is because I know so many moms lose their mind when it comes to toys and toys being all over the place. Even if you have rooms to contain the toys, like a bonus room, a finished basement, a playroom, it can still feel like a tornado has gone through there or a landmine has gone off and you're ready to torch the place or you're threatening everyone that you're going to take everything to goodwill. I understand. So I thought this would be really great for her to break it down. And she breaks it down based off of ages of the youngest child, which I thought was really interesting. And she also talks about something called a passion project. So she's going to go over all of this. So if you have friends that are in the trenches with you in regards to toys, please share this episode. I think you guys are going to find this really helpful and I hope it inspires you to handle your toys differently. Hey, you guys. So before we jump into the show today, I wanted to give you a quick update on what's going on with me in regards to my fitness journey and just getting more healthy and all that kind of stuff. So Most of you probably know that I was doing a program called Lean with Amanda Nybert. So I introduced her program last year. I had her on the show starting episode 112. I did a four-part series. And if you missed that and you're interested, go and check that out because she goes over the whole program. And it's just amazing to hear her because she's a dietitian. So she really knows what she's talking about. And so people have been asking me, what have I been doing? And, um, you know, how are you um, making progress and all that kind of stuff. So I figured I probably should say this to you guys too, um, and give you this opportunity if you have missed it. Um, But Amanda Nybert gave the Mom Inspired Show listeners an exclusive discount. So If you've been on the fence trying to figure out if you should do it or not, you can get $20 off. And she runs two sessions normally a month. So if you missed one, you can grab the next spot for the next session. Um, So all you have to do is enter, go into mominspiredshow.com forward slash lean 20, and it will take you to the discount. Um, Or you just go to the show notes and all the stuff will be in there right at your fingertips. Um, And if you have questions, you guys, feel free to reach out to me because I've had people reach out to me, but I understand that some people may be hesitant to reach out to me. If you follow me on Facebook, um, you can message me at Amber Sandberg. If you follow me on Instagram, my handle is Amber Sandberg. So message me. If you're on my email list, email me and I would love to help you or answer any questions that you have. It's just been such a great program and it catapulted me to where I am today. And so some of you might be thinking, well, you know, I kind of know what I need to do. I'm just not doing it. This program is perfect for you because it gives you the accountability that you need for seven weeks. Now, some of you may be like, I don't even know what I'm doing. And this program is great for you because it's going to teach you a lot of things that you might not be familiar with. And so that is what really did it for me is it gave me new tools that I didn't know, but then I did know some things, but combining that And then getting back into working out has really been a game changer. So again, if you want to do this program and you want the exclusive discount, make sure to go to mominspiredshow.com forward slash lean 20 and 
feel free to reach out to me. I would love to help you. Now let's go to the show. Hey, Lisa, thanks for coming back on the show today. I'm looking forward to it. Okay. So if you guys missed the first week, we talked about the kids' bedroom, which Lisa loves to call a mini apartment. And then last week we talked about kids' clothing. So this week we're going to talk all about organizing toys, which I know so many of you just pull your hair out with the toys, especially with the kids that are little. It's just like toys everywhere. So Lisa, share with us your thoughts on how in the world are we organizing toys and just keeping our house more organized and sane? Yeah. Do you think we should just break this down like under five, seven to 12? Can we do it like that? Yeah. I think that's great. Yeah. Perfect. All right. So there is a marked difference in your house when your youngest child goes to all day school. Hallelujah. I mean, (laughs) there's this... I, I'm an organized person, but having two preschool kids and I was a preschool teacher took me out and like, it just took me out. So if your children are under the age of five, after you listen to this podcast, you need to go take a nap (laughs) and maybe get your hair done. Yeah. It's like shoveling snow in a snowstorm. I mean, you can, you can organize the toy room all you want. Like it's just, it's going to be destroyed. So you're not doing anything wrong. This is normal. I just want you to really realize this is normal. Give yourself grace. The next time when you're going to lose it because the toy room is a mess, I want you to go take a nap. It is a better use of your time Uh, because the toy room is just going to be destroyed again. Also, the other thing I would say is I, I know it's really hip right now to like get rid of all your kids' toys. I don't recommend it. (laughs) Having been a working from home, stay at home mom of young kids, toys can buy you three more checks of the email going to the bathroom. You know, I mean, like, don't get rid of all your kids toys. It's just my personal opinion. Are you feeling are you you thinking because you're saying that we're kind of moving more to a minimalist type mentality? And what's funny is you were saying on the other episode that you kind of are a minimalist when it comes to clothing. So yes. um, So the fact that you're saying don't get rid of all the toys, that stands out to me. (laughs) There's a reason that you're saying this. Yeah, I'm not a minimalist. Clothing is just like... So we're going to talk about passion projects in a minute, which will tell you about minimalist and maximalist. But I just think that... Again, let's go back to the fact that yes, you have kids. Yes, they're all your kids. You have one, two, three, ten, however many that you have. They're not carbon copies of each other. They are human beings. They are part of your family and they are developing, but they have their own interests and tastes. So let's say you have three kids, just for the sake of this discussion, you have three kids and one of them is still under the age of five. You can definitely start to pare down the the toys. If you have three kids that are all five and under, keep every single toy you have because, I don't know, they'll turn it into some pretend thing. Let them have all the toys. As far as toys go, for your first child and sometimes your second child, your child will use toys longer than younger children will. So if your children are, let's say, um, seven, five, and three. Hmm. What your seven-year-old played with until the age of five, your three-year-old will never play with again. Oh, so interesting. So we, we buy toys for our children, especially our firstborn, that are developmentally on target and teach them a lot of skills. What happens as you have subsequent children is mm-hmm. they learn that from the children. Yeah. They don't learn that from the toy. And so a toy that was amazingly awesome for your mm. firstborn may never be used by your third which does not mean that they didn't learn the skill or wasn't a great toy. It just means that they had other kids to play with instead. Yeah, they didn't need that resource. 
Mm-hmm. So like rattles, like you'll use rattles for yeah. babies, your first baby. Mm. You never use rattles for any baby yeah. after. Yeah, that sounds right. So just get rid of them all. <laughs> yeah. So in that case, in that case, when you're looking at the toys now, instead of just wanting to get rid of all the toys because they're driving you crazy, look at the age of your kids and look at the toys and think about what they play with. Like, was it a firstborn's toy? And now we're on the second, third, fourth kid and none of them have ever used that kind of toy. Mm. Get rid yeah. of all the rattles. Feel okay. free to get rid of all the stuffed animals. Like, get rid of those kind of toys. Um, and I would almost suggest that yeah. you get rid of categories of toys versus quantities of toys. Like certain kinds of toys? Yes. Mm. So if you're looking at the toys and you go, all those toys are for 18 and under, 18 months and under. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. My kids don't play with them. I'm right. going to scoop out anything that's for an 18 month and under, and I'm going to put it in this box. And if they haven't said anything for a week, then I'm donating it. Or gotcha. I'm going to keep these 10 because they're my favorite. And I'm going to put them in storage for when our cousins come over mm. or when a baby comes over. Yeah. But otherwise, they don't need to be in the general toy room. Got it. I like okay, that. So mm-hmm. you started to scoop that up. Let's say you have a boy and two girls and you've got a ton of Tonka trucks or whatever. And your boy is six years old and he never plays with Tonka Mm. trucks. He plays with Thomas and he plays with Legos and he plays with the girls dolls. Like he really likes to play. Right. um, With the sister's stuff. Uh Yeah. Box up all of the Tonka trucks, all of the cars. And again, for one week, see if he says anything. If he doesn't, out they go. Mm. So you don't need to keep a toy because you have boys. You don't need to have trucks. If you have girls and they've never played with a doll and you've got 18 dolls, you don't need to keep them. Right. So start looking at the toys that are there that they are not playing with and move them out. Now, we mentioned in an earlier podcast, thinking like a preschool teacher and how um, this was the first podcast that we did about organizing their bedroom. And we talked about this cube unit, which we'll talk about in a minute. And I talked about when you go into a preschool or a kindergarten, you always see toys on shelves and they always have a specific place to go. You never see a toy bin in a school. It's because toy bins do not work. You should not have one. You, When you say a toy bin, you mean like a toy chest, right? Where everything's just dumped yeah. in there? Yeah. Okay. Yes. I just want to paint that or picture. Yep. Or whatever. Like yeah. a big holding place of toys. Now, stuffed animals in a bin? Yes. Other than that, no. Unless it's like a bin of all the Thomas the Train stuff and it's right next to the Thomas the Train track. Got it. But I'm saying a general toy bin where you put random toys that are not associated with each other. Children, especially starting around the age of three through the age of six, they want every toy to have a place to go back to. And what we do is we just keep buying toys and we don't buy any organizers. And then we're like, go play with your toys and they're all in this bin. It's very chaotic for the child's brain. Hmm. So if you, let's say, just took all the Tonka trucks out like we talked about, you don't have to necessarily give them away. You can have them in a bin wherever you keep storage stuff, your garage, your basement, your attic, whatever. And then you could pull those out seasonally. That's what teachers do. They have a certain amount of bookshelves. They display a certain amount of toys based on their class's developmental level, the seasonal time of the year, the skill that they're trying to teach, and just what's what's popular. Once they notice that toys are not popular or the season has passed, they box those up and they bring out other toys. Like if you're in kindergarten, like check out the kindergarten room. Every month, it's a different theme. Different toys mm. come out and other ones go away. And so your same toys will last longer if you only bring out, not Barbies, but... um. Let's say the play kitchen is always out January to April, but you box it up 
And that doesn't come out again until next December. And instead you bring out Barbies or whatever. Yeah, that makes sense. thematic. Right. So we're going to trim back what they're not using. We're going to start to look at our toys and categories. And then um, I'd love to talk to you about passion projects. Yes, I'm curious. Okay. So this is what I noticed in organizing adults. My father-in-law is a fisherman. He loves to fish. He lives in Florida and they have a one car garage and that is where the boat is. They have gorgeous cars that they park outside because the boat is in the garage. And my mother-in-law, every single year we go to the beach and she says, you have to come to our house and organize the garage. I'm like, all right. So I drive over to their house once and they said, um, she's totally disorganized. You have to do something about it. And I go in the garage and it is perfectly organized, perfectly organized. Like he has, I don't know, 80 different fishing poles and they're on these little wow. cup books hanging on the wall of the garage, <laughs> perfectly organized. So perfect. It looks like wallpaper. Wow. And then he has like all these little tackle boxes and it's totally organized. She doesn't like it because she thinks his fishing stuff is taking up too much space because it takes up the entire garage. Like there's right. no room for anything else. Yes. But it is organized. Yeah. That is his passion project. Mm. He will declutter none of it. You have one too. Like Mine would be jigsaw puzzles. I love jigsaw puzzles. I love scrapbooking stuff. And I love my business. I have so much business paraphernalia. You have no idea. Business books, business courses, business, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. You have passion projects where when you go to declutter, you declutter nothing of that passion project. (laughs) Everyone has one. You can have an as adult up to three. The problem is we as women have like 10. You can't have 10. Yeah. Like I used to also have stamping and sewing. And Mm. and so you fill your house with too many things. I want to limit you down to three. Now let's go back to kids. Yeah, Kids start out as blank slates. They'll play with anything that you put in front of them. As they start to get to this three to five-year-old age group in preschool and grade uh, kindergarten, what they're learning is turn-taking, putting things away, um, exploring different textures. They're doing a lot of things and they're starting to gravitate towards something. Maybe they like to play house or they like to play babies or they like to play with cars or, or they like to play with electronics. Like they gravitate towards something that those are going to be their natural, natural passion projects. And between the ages of five and 12, their personalities will develop and they will get into what is just what they want. By the, by the time they turn five, they will start to narrow down the amount of toys they will play with when they go somewhere down to like three to five things. And it'll be down to about three by the time they're 12. So if you think of a 12-year-old child, yeah, my son did video games and Legos. And he had a couple cars left over, but he didn't really play cars. He just collected cars. My daughter was baby dolls and makeup. Mm. And then she replaced baby dolls with live animals. So right now it's <laughs> live animals and makeup. Like we have a whole makeup YouTube room downstairs and then she has a ferret. And before that she had a hamster and before that she had gerbils. And before that she loves animals. She loves animals and she loves makeup. If you're going to get her anything, that's what she wants. She'll buy clothes too because she's a teenager and she's a human being. But her passions where she spends all of her time and money, makeup and animals. Mm. My son traded out Legos for he is now going to be an audio engineer. So it's anything audio equipment and oh, still yeah. audio- Okay. Yeah. That's good to know. As you notice your child's passions switching, what we tend to do is remember playing with our kids at a younger age with toys that they no longer play with 
So we keep all of those toys because our kids like them at one time. And when we see the toys, we remember that experience of playing that with our child. That makes sense. But not going to play with it again. Right. Yeah. So to sum up, if your kids are under the age of seven, if you have any kid under the age of seven, more naps, more wine. (laughs) If your kids are grade school age, and this is why I love the year that your youngest one goes to all day kindergarten, Mm -hmm. that is the year to have a blowout garage sale and donate until your heart is content because that means your youngest child is somewhere between the age of five and seven. Right. But really, developmentally, they're more like a 10-year-old based on your first child because they've moved mm. through toys so much faster. I gotcha. You're never going to go back to like a toy for a seven-year-old. Right. And they probably already figured out their passion projects. And at that point, at seven, we move all the toys, just the passion projects, into their bedrooms. Mm. And by the time you're... Um, By the time they're 12, they shouldn't have any toys or anything anywhere else in the house. Everything should be in their apartment as long as they're not sharing a bedroom. Okay. So here's my question. I have an eight and a five-year-old and they do not really have toys in their rooms. Um, Mm -hmm. We have a playroom. And Mm -hmm. so in that scenario with how old, they just turned eight and five. And so Mm -hmm. um, when we're airing this or recording this, I should say, but um, so when do you morph the playroom? Like you get rid, like you just get rid of the playroom. And I, I do want to point out that we have a lot of Legos. So my husband <laughs> has Legos from when he was young, like, and they still work. And, um, and then we've bought them sets and like more girly looking Legos too, because back mm-hmm. in the day, they didn't mm-hmm. have the pink right. turquoise, all the pretty colors now. So that takes a lot of the space on the shelves in our playroom for Legos. Um, so I'm wondering they would not you said fit. eight and five. Yeah, and they just turned eight. Is and five. the youngest one going to? She's in going into kindergarten. So she, she's All day? yeah. So she's going into what you're talking about with. <gasps> oh my gosh, Amber! I'm so excited for you. <laughs> it's going to be an amazing year. I'm just wondering if it's going to be like, oh, I finally can get rid of a so lot here, of stuff. <laughs> I can tell you. Yes, yes, yes. I'm so excited. Okay, so you have to know what's right for your kids. But here's what I would do. I, if it was me, yeah, I would figure out what their passion projects are, not including Legos. Okay. I would get the Ikea cube system or Walmart or Target, whatever. We've already talked about that in their bedrooms. I would move their passion projects that are not Legos into those cube systems in their bedroom this summer and have a garage sale or donate everything else. And I would make the playroom, the Lego room. Mm. And I would only have the Lego table. I don't know if you have a Lego table, but all the Legos. You have a table, but not a Lego table. Okay. Mm -hmm. I would get a cube system in there or bookshelves to display all the Legos that you have that are put together. I would get a cool lamp and I would get two chairs where you and your husband can sit while the kids are playing Legos or read a book in there. Like, I would make it a legit Lego room. I would like frame a poster of Legos or something like I would make it a Lego room. It's going to be awesome. And it would be great for like the next three or four years that that's the Lego room. And when kids come over, they either play in your kids' bedrooms or they play in the Lego room. Yeah. How fun is that? Yeah, it is really cool. So here's here's the thing, because I don't technically have an office. Well, I use I use my husband's office to do all the podcast stuff, but I mainly use we have a kitchen with a, the desk and a PC and all that, and that's where I go. Eventually I would like to be in that front room that is their playroom. So you're thinking it doesn't have to be right away, but you're thinking three years or something that to have this Lego room, right? Is that what you're thinking? Mm-hmm. Is yeah, probably transition the, room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, but you know, at the same time, it's like, 
I don't, I mean, maybe they'll be done playing Legos. I don't know. Um, uh, Legos, Legos would definitely last until 12 to 14, especially if you and your husband like them. Yeah. I will say, um, my office was in my bedroom okay. until a month ago. Oh, and you so have for a seven lot years, older kids. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, and the only reason I'm not in my bedroom is because my, my daughter just moved to the basement and I took oh, her right. room. Okay. And that's your office now. Yeah. And I never was able to find an office for myself in my house because it was out in the open. Like, so yeah, right. I just made it work in my bedroom. Yes. Yeah. And so, and that's the other thing too. Um, I would never be able to, I wouldn't do the podcast on there. It would be more just because I'm a travel agent. So I, it's more that kind of stuff because I need to be in a closed off room for the podcast. Um, so it is interesting that you're saying move to Legos and kind of like what you're saying with the whole, um, which remind reminds me of, and I'm going to ask you this after this about the books. Okay. Um, so we don't have a ton of books on the bookshelf. There are books, but we do display some of their Legos, but I would like to display more of their Lego sets. Um, where do you move the books? Are they in their rooms in those cubbies? They can be, or you just have a central library book. area. Yeah, so in your do. husband's office, he, we have it, a full book from Ikea bookshelves that go from the top all the way to the ceiling. That's where our books well, are. So you're thinking they need mm-hmm. to move. I mean, yeah. do you ever say though, like the kids should have some books in their room? Yeah. 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 One cubby full. Oh, one cubby. Okay. Just one cubby. Okay. Not every book that they've ever touched. Right. Okay. That's good to know. All right. Well, that makes sense. So in your husband, does your husband work from home? No, <laughs> one day a week, but he's not really home. Okay. Then I would look at that home office as a shared home office. And I would do whatever it takes for you and him to use that both for your work. Yeah, that makes sense to do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. There's something about being on the first floor that I like. I don't know why this is upstairs. Oh, and his I, office is upstairs? It, yeah, it's upstairs. And so the front room gets a lot of light and because mm-hmm. um, it's an open foyer. So it doesn't have a door. So, you know, uh, but then at the same time, it lets in so much light. And, I, and I'm already used to working downstairs on the main floor. Um, so I'm kind of thinking what I Can even want to his room there. become the library and Lego room and the front room become a dueling office? It could. It would probably not look as pretty. The playroom looks really, it looks really pretty. It has the girls. I know people are probably like, okay, can you get back on track? Um, no, it, no, this is on track. They're probably like, ooh, can they go through more of these? <laughs> yeah. So, um, so what we did is we have two Ikea um, tall bookshelves that go all the way to the ceiling. They're white. Mm-hmm. And then I have really big um, picture frames that are white. And then I did um, nine picture frames. So three, three, three of yep. all the professional pictures of the girls. And so that's the whole wall and it looks so pretty. And, um, so it looks really nice. I mean, especially for their playroom. Um, and I would leave all those pictures up there for, even if it was their Lego room. Um, so yeah. Uh, so I want, I'm just thinking, do they play in the playroom? I got to solve this problem. How often do they play in the playroom? You know, every day? No, they don't because you know what they do? I still agree. Yeah. Yeah. They, that becomes the office and the Lego library room goes upstairs. So what they do is they generally bring the Legos to our big kitchen table, which can mm-hmm. be a pain because then you have it all out when we're trying to eat. But that is just the central location. Yep. They want to be there, right? That's where they're coloring. And the front room right. is too far away, even though they're five and eight now. Like It's not like they're two. <laughs> I know. You, you know? know, they're never going to people. If you think they're going to play in the basement or the garage, they're, oh, they're not. They're, they're not. always going to be far. where you are. Yeah. So. I would totally this summer play yeah. around with okay. moving the office to the front room and 
figuring out another place for the Legos, even if that library becomes the library and Lego museum, but the actual play Legos are in some kind of a portable thing that goes up and down or whatever. And then when company is coming, it all goes up in there. Yeah. Um, And I would reclaim that front room for you and your spouse. Yeah. The only thing is, is it is not a good place to do the podcast. So I have to be somewhere. You still do that in the library Lego room. The library, (laughs) the library. (laughs) I want to see pictures. (laughs) It would have to have the computer and everything hooked to it. That's where that becomes a problem with trying to like do all of that because it all has to be connected. a second computer. And then just leave it in the Lego slash library slash podcast room. (laughs) Yes, because here's the thing. The reason why I think this is a great discussion, I know it's not kid related, but it kind of is. Well, yeah. I have lived Mm -hmm. in the same house for 24 years. We will use a space that we don't like for years and years and years. When like I called an electrician for $150, (laughs) we moved the whole router and everything and got some more outlets. So we just think like we have to use this house the way it was built whenever the heck your house was built. No, like get the great room with the great lighting. Don't buy anything. Just move around what you actually have and then figure out, okay, what would it take to make this happen? Or do you need to upgrade to a different computer anyway, or a laptop or you know, what is, yeah, I don't think yeah. right now I, I, this might be something that like we morph into in the next yeah. maybe couple of years or something. But I don't now know. the seed is planted. The seed is planted. And I do want to say, I'm proud of myself because my house has the dining room. That's like so far away from the kitchen. And that's actually our workout room. I have a nice treadmill with a TV nice. mountain mounted. So we are not afraid of making our house work for <laughs> us. Um, because I know what you're saying, like where you kind of get stuck in that whole, like, yeah. well, that's supposed to be the formal living room. And that's right. where we made the playroom. And then you look over and then there's this whole workout room with weights and everything. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we really have tried to make it so that we're utilizing every space versus right. just being dead space that you never go to. Um but with the girls growing up, I'm kind of thinking, ah, is this playroom going to go into a dead space? And I do want to talk about that just because I know that people have to be in the same boat as me, like that they're kind of like, uh, you know, it's a really great concept and it worked really well for when you had really young kids or yep. something like that. Um, but how do you make it work for what you need today? So, yeah, so I'm glad we walked through that. <laughs> I agree. And and you know what happens is you, you have children and you say, the children's stuff is going to be limited to only these rooms. And then one year later you go, where do we sleep? <laughs> the kids have taken over your entire house. Yeah. And when, you're, when your youngest one goes to all day school, that's when you say, okay, how do we shift the balance of mm-hmm. power and priority in this house yes. more equitably? So the kids aren't everywhere. Yeah. And by the time they're like 12, 13, 14, then it's like, okay, everything they have is in their mini apartments. Yes. And you're really regaining the rest of the house. And then by the time they're ready to go off to college, you then turn their mini apartment into their, you know, coming home room. And so it is, it is a process if you don't move. It's almost harder if you don't move because you don't take the time to reallocate all of your spaces. Oh. I totally feel move, that. Yes. You move into it a new house. Like, I'm gonna, right. Yeah. Right. So I'm giving you permission. Yeah. 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 I totally agree. I say that to my husband. I'm like, you know, it's because we're not moving. Exactly. So it doesn't force you to purge yep. and really rethink, like, do we really want to pay a mover to move this? Mm-hmm. And that's when I feel like people offload a right. lot because it's forcing them to be, you know, when you don't have to move, you're, you're thinking, oh, I'm getting rid of this and it costs money. But when you're 
moving and you're paying somebody, now it's a different way of costing money. And you're kind of like, no, I don't want to pay somebody because it goes by how much it weighs in a, in a truck. So, um, so yeah. So if you don't have it, you don't have that forced push. Um, and so one, one last thing that I was going to ask you about is, so my girls really like to color and so, and they like to do art and all that stuff. So, and they like to do it in the kitchen table because they like to be near us. So in that regard, say the playroom is going to say the playroom right now. So that's the Lego room. If that moves to the Lego room, would you say Lego slash art room or where is the art going in the crayons and the markers? Where I don't is really... it right now? So we keep it. They have these drawers in the kitchen, mm-hmm. but I feel mm-hmm. like it overflows because mm-hmm. I'm like, it really needs to go somewhere else. I am not ready for my youngest to have markers mm-hmm. and all that in her room. Where do you keep school supplies? Uh, school p- supplies in regards to them going like extras. Mm-hmm. Um, we do keep that in the garage. Our garage is right off our kitchen. So we can go right out. Like we have like the extra, mm-hmm. you know, like post-it notes and all that stuff. Like in little rubber maids that are clear. Okay. So I would keep their art supplies in the kitchen. Okay. And I would keep them each having a drawer. I had a drawer growing up. My kids had a drawer growing up. Like that's pretty typical and normal. Like just know that they're going to have that drawer like okay. their entire lives. Yeah. That's how much space they have for art stuff. Yeah. And overflow art stuff is with school supplies in the garage. Okay. And when you need extra or replenishment, when we go replenishment from our school supply store, which is in the garage. Yes. And having a place for school supplies in your house is important. So then when they need things for school supplies or you stock up, it's always in the same place. And that, again, we talked in a different episode about having your used clothing store. This yep. is your school supply store. Oh, got it. Yeah. And so what's actually in use is in the kitchen or in their backpacks. And then what is still brand new is in the garage. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay, so we went a little bit over because, you know, I kind of just took over that whole show. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, no, no. I Hopefully people are going to be like listening to that and being like, okay, I need to do this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is there anything else you want to say on that, um, on the toys or whatever before we close? Yeah, I mean, don't get rid of all of them, yep. but get rid of some of them. Okay. I guess it's the best way to sum it up. <laughs> yeah. Wait, really? What, what do you do? Because you can't donate stuff animals. What do you, like when oh. you help people organize, where, where are people like sending them? I mean, I feel so bad throwing them out. So do you have any better thoughts for that? <laughs> well, some fire houses will take them because they do give every child that's been in a fire a stuffed animal. So you can oh, try that. Interesting. Uh, you could try homeless shelters might take them and give them to all the kids that are Mm -hmm. there. Um, You know, 80% of the people who are at homeless shelters are children. Mm. And they usually don't want a donation if it can't go all the way through. But if there are 80 kids there and you have 80 stuffed animals, I bet the local homeless shelter will Mm. say yes. I see. Yeah, that's a good idea. So I'm sure there's a lot of people thinking, what am I doing with these? Yeah. All right, Lisa, thank you so much for coming on today and helping me with my new Lego library office scenario. I can't wait to see pictures of that. <laughs> I know. I definitely will let you know when that more over. Or what over. your husband says. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that will be interesting. <laughs> so I definitely appreciate you coming on this episode and helping me through that. And um, I can't wait to talk to you next week about organizing kids' papers. Thanks, Amber. Hey, you guys, have you subscribed to the Mom Inspired Show email list yet? If you want to have discounts sent to your email and links to the books we discuss on the show, as well as all the guests information, then you will want to subscribe. 
That way, every episode will show up in your inbox every Tuesday and you won't have to go searching for the newest episode. It will be right at your fingertips. So just go to mominspiredshow.com and scroll down and enter your name and email and you will be all set. See you next week.